Hello and welcome to the Weekly Brief, where we discuss recent trends in financial markets and what this means for investors. I'm Christian Cole. It's Monday 12th of June in London. The energy transition is the biggest structural trend underway in the global economy today. Climate change and the requirement to retool the entire global energy system touches every human, every company, every country. It is a true global trend. To some degree, every business on the planet, and as such every investment, is in some way exposed to the global energy transition. And the scale of the challenge and investment opportunity is vast. Still today, more than 77% of global energy is sourced from burning fossil fuels, the emissions from which contribute to the greenhouse effect which warms the world's climate. The road to full decarbonisation of the global economy is likely to be long, expensive and complicated. Unfortunately today, there is a wide gulf between much of the political rhetoric and news coverage on climate change versus the reality of what is really happening on the ground. After two decades of heavy, government-subsidised build-outs of renewable energy, wind and solar, the average person on the street is likely to think that the percentage of global energy that we source from fossil fuels must have fallen. Some progress at least must have been made, especially given the incredibly optimistic assumptions that we've all heard about on the low costs of solar and wind. Sadly, the reality is very different. Since the year 2000, after 23 years of heavy and increasing investments in renewable energy, the percentage of world energy that is sourced from burning fossil fuels has actually gone up slightly. It has not come down at all. Now, the mix of renewables has risen, and that's good up from close to nothing in 2000 to 4% today. But in the meantime, other aspects of the global energy mix have changed enough. Much higher demand, higher gas demand, lower nuclear supply, such that all of the progress made in renewables build-out does not show up when we look at the total energy demand picture. What is more, fundamental aspects of energy technology seem to be ignored or missed due to ignorance by mainstream media outlets reporting on the subject of energy policy and worse, from the politicians in many countries making decisions on energy policy. For example, it's all well and good building wind and solar farms, but these need to be located where the wind or solar resources are optimal, often far away from existing electricity grid infrastructure. This means they need to connect to the electricity grid, often over long distances, which is technically challenging, expensive and takes a long time. This means today there's a growing number of completed renewables projects waiting months or even more than a year in many cases to be connected to electricity grids. These delays in connection are even resulting in delays in the commissioning of new projects. The fossil fuels like coal do not face this problem. You can locate a new plant anywhere and often they are located close to existing infrastructure so that connection is relatively easy. These plants do not take very long to commission and build either and they do not face the limitations of intermittency faced by renewable sources of energy. A major part of the problem facing the global energy system today is an underinvestment in energy supplies, which increases the potential for future short-term energy shortages. Taking, for example, $20 billion of capital that would have been spent on fossil fuel generation and instead spending it on solar or wind farms is not a one-for-one switch in energy production. The same investment in renewables gets you much less useful electricity supply The capital intensity per megawatt hour of energy produced is much higher for renewables. This is a function of the significant difference in energy densities of the fuels. 
What's more, even if we were to adjust up the investment in renewables to match the capacities, intermittency of supply from renewables still means a load factor, or the percentage of capacity that produces energy, is still much lower. So, while total spending on the global energy system may have been going up, the switch away from investing in fossil fuels and into investing in renewables has meant that relative to total energy demand today and in the future, we're not spending in total enough on total energy supplies. This raises the probability of short-term energy shortages. Any unforeseen event or interruption of supply can create shortages that are much worse because of the lack of flexibility in the global supply chain for energy to meet the unanticipated demands of the crisis in question. The outcome is that even if it means switching investment in the short term back into buying fossil fuels, like coal, at very elevated prices, that's exactly what governments will do in the short term to keep the lights on in their economies. This is exactly what happened in 2022, where we saw record prices for coal and record profit levels for coal companies in the face of energy shortages caused by the unexpected invasion of Ukraine by Russia. This is not what you would expect if the narrative around coal being a thing of the past was correct. Far from it. If climate and energy policies around the world continue to be as disjointed and detached from reality as they have been in recent years, coal and fossil fuel companies could be set to see rising, not falling, realisation that their assets are strategic in nature and in fact deserve valuations that reflect that strategic value. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to the Weekly Beef from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen, and leave us a review. We'd love to hear your thoughts. The views expressed in this podcast are those of the author at the date of publication and not necessarily those of Dominion Fund Management Limited. The content of this podcast is not intended as investment advice and will not be updated after publication. Images, video, quotations from literature and any such material which may be subject to copyright is reproduced in whole or in part in this podcast on the basis of fair use as applied to news reporting and journalistic comment on events.